myself again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words that maybe Good morning, welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Rafe. Sunday morning, uh, it's the professionals with me, Stu and Mitch. Mitch is just having a few technical issues, hence the late start. He's uh, just trying to sort his headset out, so we'll bring him in when he's ready. Morning, Stu. Uh, what a result, 5-1. Newcastle beating Brentford. Uh, and, you know, great to see Newcastle scoring, you know, nine goals in two games. Yeah, as I said to you last night, there was no need for the fourth and fifth goal, was there? They should have just left it at 3-1. Would have made a lot of people happy. <laughs> Even Alan Shearer, like we beat three one yesterday, so that made my day. I just thought, right, that's it. The the big man's given us being his, his endorsement, and we should we should have just left it at three one. But joking aside, they, they were fantastic, weren't they? Uh, and everyone is talking about Bruno, and rightly so. And and I've said on many occasions, and to reply to a tweet that Steve Hasty put on last night, I genuinely think he's the best midfielder we've had since Gaza and with the potential to surpass him. I think because he'll stay longer as well, you know, we'll get to see the best of Bruno and if we get the best of Bruno, Botman was immense again. He's foot faultless, isn't he? He's, he's amazing. He wins everything. He's composed on the ball and these type of players now are what I talked about on, on Wednesday. The, the club, I believe, will just look to add this type of quality to the squad now. To the first team, and it's just so exciting, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Morning, Mitch. Morning. How's the song now? It's a bit better, mate. A bit better. Um, good, good performance yesterday, mate. Uh, just said to Stu, great to see Newcastle again. Um, you know, in and amongst the goals, and you know, a five-one win um, against the Brentford team. It has to be said, and I mean, when you look at the stats. You know, came to give us a game. You know, they didn't sit back. Mm-hmm. Um, they scored early, disallowed for VAR uh, decision, of course. Um, but possession, forty-six percent uh, possession. Brentford had. They had a lot of the ball. Didn't do a great deal with it. I think the the, the true stats really are that you know Newcastle had sixteen shots, six on target. Brentford to Brentford six, three on target. Um, passes. Uh, pretty equal, 389 to 320. Um, it's the high press, though, that Newcastle are becoming very good at, Mitch. That's what, that is what is ultimately um, being, you know, Eddie Howe's game plan, I think, throughout the season. Match of the day highlighted last night, the intensity. And they're getting a lot of high turnovers. Uh, 94, uh, Newcastle leading the way on high turnovers, and and that and that, that's ending with 17 shots in turnovers for Newcastle. And I mean, not often we talk stats on you, uh, but you know, looking at those stats, Eddie Howe's getting the best out of his bunch at the minute, and Bruno's Bruno's the key to that. Well, it, it forces mistakes, and, and you could say that we're forced three mistakes into goals. You know that that I, I don't think Brentford were worth a five-one problem yesterday. They're a better team than that. Um, but we made them look poor. Um, and so that, that for me, is the, the big thing on that high turnover. It, it's something we don't talk about enough in football. I know in American football, often they say um, turnovers change the game and turnovers will dictate who wins the game. Um, and I think more and more, if we're winning turnovers like that in dangerous parts of the pitch, 
like I say, yesterday it led to three goals. And and the intensity, that intensity is huge. And the fitness. Like Shira commented on how fit everybody looked on Twitter last night. And I think that's really, really important to, to note that one of the big things that, that House said, one of the first things he did when he came in was look at the fitness of the team. And there was something like it's 70% of where he wants to be. Right, I, you know, it was it was it was grim anyway, in terms of fitness levels. And now you see people busting a gut. And I think the other thing that encouraged me yesterday is not just the goals, but where the goals came from. We'll be talking about wanting to see ends product from my white players and Almiron, Murphy, yesterday, but yesterday both of goals, um, and both put shifts in. Brilliant. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, sounds a bit better, Mitch. It's still a little bit of feedback, but listen, we'll go with it, mate. Um, don't worry, I don't did. worry too, don't worry too much about it. It's the outdoor, uh, it's the outdoor broadcast. I think that's causing the issue, but I wouldn't uh, begrudge you that sitting in that kind of heat where I'm freezing me uh, napper off over here. And yes, I have had a shave. I noticed everyone in the chat two boiled eggs on the screen, me and Stu. Uh, thanks very much for that. Um, Chipper says. Is Bruno the best midfielder Newcastle have ever had? I think so, lads. Um, he's got he's got big, big big boots to follow in my time. I've got to be perfectly honest um, because you know Rob Lee and Gary Speed for me were the the two the two legends in in that in that centre midfield. We didn't say the best at Gaza, um, although he we went on to be world class, the best player in the world in 1990. Um, we didn't say the best at Gaza. It was very early days for him there, but honestly. Um, the sight of the sight of Gary Speed coming in at the back post for one of those trademark headers, or Rob Lee surging through, beating four or five players and putting it in the bottom of the onion bag for me, like the takes unbeaten. But I've got to be honest, you, I sat there with with War Rob yesterday, and uh, and it felt like the entertainers' days. And I'm not just talking about the war flags display and and how great it was pre-match, but it was it was a two 0 I was sitting there. I wasn't worried. And even when I, you know, they got the penalty, Ivan Tony, you know, brilliant penalty, by the way. You know, you know, it's no wonder that they haven't missed a penalty in three years with penalty taker like that. But you know what? It was just, you were sitting back. There's a guy who sits next to us called Dave. Sitting back, weren't worried. And even if, even if Brentford scored, you just knew that Newcastle would probably go up the other end. And they did with that wonderful Bruno finish. And it's, it's, it is good, but getting back to Chippers' question, I mean, is he, he's got potential, hasn't he, to be the best midfielder, I think? I mean, I, I said at the time, I'm sure there, that he's probably our, our best midfielder since Gaza. Uh, what Gaza did, he was more of a maverick, but he could drag the team, literally drag a team uh, to victory uh, with with the way he played. But you're right, we didn't see the best of him, unfortunately, we sold him too early, but he was a world-class talent for us. The, the two that you mentioned there, Rob Lee and Gary Speed, superb, superb players, fantastic servants, and they had longevity. And I think that's the only thing that puts Bruno behind him at the moment. You know, he hasn't done a full season with us yet. But he's he's genuine and he loves the club. You can see he loves the area. He, he's, he's bought into it. And I think he'll be here for as long as he wants, for as, for actually for as long as we want him to be here. Uh, and it's, it's a perfect marriage. And Bruno... He can be, he can be the best, and as as we've talked about, we'll only add players to complement him as well, and that's where the Gary Speeds and Rob Lee's shame because they had quality all around them as well, where they were given a bit more freedom, especially uh, Robbie Lee in these first few years, 
as you see him cutting through the defences and arriving late with a with, with an early finish. And that was a robbery. Yes, he scored, wasn't it? Was the keeper expects the shot. You know, you can't prepare yourself properly. Uh, and it's, it's just a, it's a joy to watch. You know, it's such a feel good fact. I even watch it on TV. I've got a, a, a client who's a good friend of mine. He's over from uh, Riyadh. He travelled over before I did this week, actually. And I was watching the football with him yesterday. And he had his black and white shirt on. And I've told him he has to come every week now. We'll win 5 1. He's like, okay, I, I fly over. <laughs> so it, it, it's, it's, it's just that we're creating a, a new fan base. And when, when they're playing like that, it did have the feel of the entertainers, didn't it? See, even at 2 1, you, you, you sit and relax, doing, sorry, we'll get another one here. Uh, there's, there's so much confidence oozing through the team. And that comes from right at the back of the full display of the team. And if you look at Callum Wilson yesterday, that was probably one of his most ineffective games for us. And it didn't matter, we still scored five. You know, and, and that's where everyone everyone knows their role. And you've got to praise Eddie Howe again and his coaching staff. Everyone knows their role. They're well drilled. Uh, they know exactly what to be doing. So there's a lot of work goes in behind the scenes to, to make the players more aware, you know, and to get the best out of their talents. Uh, and even... I read earlier in the week people have been complaining that we had more corners than any other team in the league and we weren't scoring from them. Well, if you look at yesterday, it was a great rehearsal, wasn't it? The way they uh, tripped me across the ball for Bruno. And again, the way Bruno was, you could see if, if you watch the replay, he was on the edge of the box, standing next to a player. And as the ball went out, he just started drifting backwards and he found himself in that space. And there's not many better in the league that can deliver a ball like trip here. There, if he wanted pinpoint, and and it was, and you could see the way uh, Tindall and Eddie Howe were, were embraced each other. It was like, yeah, you were, you got it right. So the, it, things are paying off for them, and I'm really looking forward to next week going to Old Trafford. Well, I'm not going to Old Trafford, but Newcastle are, um, and I'm like, sure people know Mitch will be in Bahrain watching this with it, and I've already put me three one bet on. Uh, to go to for Newcastle and the, the odds at the moment were only 28 to 1 now go back two years three years and over the last 15 years those odds have been 66 or 100 to 1 so that tells you the even the bookers go uh, at Newcastle are coming it's just amazing isn't it it is. You mentioned trivia, actually. Uh, it was another another thing on Match of the Day. I just uh, took a note of that before we came on air. I uh, watched it this morning. Premier League chances created from set players. Kieran Trippier tops the bill with 11. So, you know, that's, uh, that's some going when you think about how poor Newcastle have been in the last 14 years with, with set pieces. But we're talking Bruno, Mitch. Um, you know, two goals yesterday. Uh, we were told before he signed for Newcastle he couldn't head a ball. Well, that's two-headed goals for Bruno as a as a Newcastle United player. Um, but Stu's just touched on it there. It was it was a Robley-esque finish into the uh, you know the, the bottom corner, uh, which at the time was it was an important goal because Ivan Tony had just pulled that penalty back two-one. Previous years Newcastle could have you know had the had the jitters. There would have been a nervous feeling around the ground, but Newcastle pressed. Um, and you know, a, a great finish from Bruno. Bruno definitely has the opportunity to be the most complete midfielder we've ever had. And I tell you why I say that is we're talking about Rob Lee brought in by Kevin Neely essentially as a wide man, and then in his time in and in that side developed and grew 
then moved inside and became a complete midfielder. With Bruno, we've already got the complete package. He's starting in our 11 as the complete package, not coming in as somebody to develop and grow. And that makes you think, well, if Howe can develop and grow, what the hell is he going to develop into? The guy has everything, can do everything, um, does everything with a smile on his face, seems to be loved by everybody and loves to be there. You hear Howe's words on him about how he's an energizer, a positive person, somebody he's got a delight to have in the, in the dressing room. Um, there is absolutely no limit on what that kid can do for us and with us going forward, I think. I think that's the difference. He's already a complete footballer. Now, let's see what he can grow and become. You know, he's also, he comes across as one of these sort of natural leaders. He doesn't need to have the captain armband on. He's somebody who can lead by example and back up the captains and back up the, the, the more vocal leaders in the dressing room just by example. And, and that that's it. Um, it's rare that... I feel so comfortable when we concede. Everybody that we were watching, I, I put a little video for the turnout in Dubai yesterday, which was cracking again, by the way. It's really... Uh, and I've got to give a shout-out to Carly and to Julie and Neil who put everything together down with people in bar. It makes it easy for me to direct traffic there and get people down there to piece of cake. Um, and it's a great atmosphere. And... Um, you know, there wasn't a nervous person in the room when that penalty went in. There wasn't a nervous person in the room when we were when that went to two one. We knew we're going to be all right. We've got this. We've got this. And I can't remember the last time I felt like that. I really, really can't remember the last time um, I felt like this. But going back to Bruno, yeah, for me, he's, he's already the complete footballer. It's scary to think what he could now become, and he's ours. Yeah, he is, and and and, and that's the, that's the exciting thing. Um, and you're just going to get better. Uh, for for me, I think ultimately, um, we, we talked about this a little bit uh, on the amigos um, the other night. And Roger Cook says, uh, Steve, Mitch, Stu, do you think you'll get someone of equal gravy to Bruno in January? Madison, perhaps. We spoke about it on Friday, um, Stu, and I'm sure you, you probably had time to catch up with the show. But it's, yeah, it, yeah look, for me, um, I think we all agree that there will be another marquee signing come January. Newcastle will probably go all out to bring a, a big-name player in just to, to bolster their chances, perhaps, of getting into Europe. Um, at the first time of asking under the, the new ownership. Yeah, the, you need people to compliment Bruno to keep him there. I mean, as much as he's loving it, if we don't get Europe this season or next, you know, you, you couldn't blame him for wanting to go elsewhere. Uh, the press is something that is it's simple, isn't it? You learn that in school, like push, push, make them make mistakes, but he seems to be the catalyst for it. Uh, and I'm going to go for a hat-trick of... Might shock some people, but for the third week in a row, I'm going to agree with Ben Jacobs regarding Madison um, because he's had a bad press. It's simply because he went to a casino when he was maybe on England duty or something, uh, and he seems to be bearing the brunt for that. But if you if you listen to Eddie Howe yesterday, he was praising Bruno as a person, not just as a player. And it's quite clear that the, the club do the research on the type of character that they're bringing in. Uh, and the way that 
uh, Ben Jacobs was talking about uh, Madison, I, I, I genuinely believe the club will will go for him, and I'm, I'm sure I'm more than sure he's interested. And if if we're there or thereabouts for European qualification come January, which I expect us to be, you know, it's it's a bigger pull, and you don't want to keep a player that's unhappy. Um, and if they're not, if they don't get him, I'm sure they'll have a plan B or C or even D. Uh, for sure, we'll we'll have a star name added in, in January, but it'll be a player that they've looked at. It's not, it won't be a oh he's had a good World Cup, let's sign him. Because that's the easiest mistake you can make. You know, people play well in the one two and a bit, and all of a sudden, you know, there's, there's got flop written all over it. They'll have players scouted already, and some of them might be at the World Cup, some might not. But it'd be a great opportunity to get someone in with Bruno. Uh, yeah, you can't stop smiling when you think about how where this club's going to go. You know, and, and, and what what we can achieve, and more realistic, what we will achieve. But to me, yeah, January, uh, I, I really can see Madison coming for us. Really can. Uh, and regarding my going out shirt, I'm actually at work, so it's I've took my tie off and my suit jacket off, and it's me shirt for work. So unfortunately, it's not me drinking shirt from last night. I wish it was. I wish I'd still been out, but I wasn't at the go home last night. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's. <laughs> a big name signing Mitch we did touch on it didn't we um, and, yeah. and you know Madison is definitely the one that everyone's looking at a defeat again for Leicester yesterday Brendan Rodgers probably hanging on by his fingertips now after losing to Bournemouth um, and I guess it depends on who goes in there and and who has the, the, the you know what kind of effect the, the, the new manager has um, and, and whether whether they persuade Madison to stay or maybe his mind's already made up well Leicester are a club who in spite of selling the corner for it significant feat to Chelsea still need to balance the books from an FFP perspective as well. They still need sales. And they've got a manager who's hanging on by his toenails. Um, I believe the grapevine I'm hearing out here and from certain connections in, in football is that Leicester are quietly up for sale as well. That the, the family who won them are, are feel like they've done everything they wanted with it now and they would quite gladly let somebody take it off their hands. Um, but they're not making a big song and dance about it. And so, and in that case, the sales again become important in terms of, well, if we can get the books balanced and we can get a better price for the club, um, then you know we're in a position in January to, to possibly flex a little bit of muscle with them. Um, my other feeling about January: this is an unusual January window because of the position of the World Cup. It's not like it's almost like a season of two halves. And so um, it's not like a normal January. And and the final thing as well, anybody who tells you that we've got set and defined budgets for each window really genuinely is either making it up as we go along or they're deliberately misreading certain comments and certain figures that have been chucked. Because I think if the deal's right for the right player at the right time, that deal will be done even if it's Close the budget for that window. They'll rejig it for the next window. I think that's the attitude they'll take because nobody knows better than Saudi Arabians to speculate to a cubicle. Yeah, 100%, mate. You're right there. Look, it's an exciting thing to look forward to, but we've still got 
plenty of games to play. And John, you made a good comment as well, um, just saying essentially that um, you know getting the points on the table is, 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 is on you know points on the board is, is the most important thing. Something to consider: we only play eight more Premier League games before January window opens. If we can stay around the top six, that gives us a great platform for January signings. One hundred percent, it does. And um, you know, there's there's a good chance that we can do that. Ian Toon Trader, good morning. Um, he says, uh, do you think that a class technical number six who's a ball winner with pace and passing will be a better move so we can keep Bruno more advanced than spending £60 million on another number eight now? And he also says, um, "What do you th- um, do you think we can keep Bruno on the pitch and um, we are capable of a top six this year? So two questions there in one, Stu. Um, what's your thoughts on what Ian says? Uh, yes and no. The, everyone who's watched the shows over the last year or so, I was a huge admirer of Calvin Phillips, and I thought he would have complimented Bruno perfectly, given Bruno that bit more freedom to go forward. But uh, he's went elsewhere. He's already set the world alight either, has he? So he's, he's not playing much at all at Manchester City. So that might have been a regret for him. But um, I think with with Bruno, the way the, the midfield is, he's got his Robocop pal to, to come back to full fitness as well, Joe Joelitton. And, and if you've got them two there with Madison in a more advanced role, they can interchange anyway. And thankfully, Eddie Howe's front foot mags is, will be going forward more than usual. And we've got defenders that are capable of defending. So I, I don't think we need to be sitting back and be more defensive. We seem to be a more offensive team now. And that's that's going to continue. You know, we're not going to get worse. We're only going to get better. So, as much as I want Calvin Phillips to compliment Bruno, I think maybe someone else to create that bit spark further forward, like Madison to open up the the defence. Just that, that extra uh, pass that that can make the difference. And it looks like if we've finally got a, a tune out with Biggie's performing like how we've all hoped he would, how he's threatened to perform. The, the only thing with Miggy with similar to ASM is we, you know he's going to cut in and defenders assume okay, latch onto that, he's going to come in on his left foot. And we've talked about in the past when ASM has his best games is when he goes both ways and he hits the byline or he cuts inside. And that's something that's, if our rerun does that, we've got probably saved ourselves 40 or 50 million quid in a transfer window by having to buy a right forward. He can, he can fulfil the role there and that means the the budget, if there is such a thing, the the focus will be more on the attacking midfield role. Someone that Willett can learn from and, and replace as part of the squad. But as as I've said many times, what happens is you bring better players in the squad, you know, it pushes up. If you add, add to the top, it's the bottom that falls out. Uh, and that means we're only going to get better. So uh, I know I went out on a limb and said we'd finish fifth this season when I asked for predictions at the start, but I'm still confident we can't. And now we've got VAR on our side as well. I'm afraid so it's, it's working quite well. New signing. Yeah. And, and just looking at this teaser, only one letter. But if, if you remember, Eddie House says that we uh, the club wrote a letter regarding the dodgy decisions. Uh, yeah. So it seems like it's coming our favour. But actually, they're only making the correct calls. But that's all we've asked for is, is like just yeah. be transparent and honest. But mm-hmm. now when we expect things to go against us, because I, I reckon at the start of this season, that Brentford first goal would have been allowed. Uh, and it shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have been allowed. So thankfully, it got disallowed. Uh, but we seem to be getting a fair crack at the whip now. And... 
The, the, the Tories keep talking about levelling up. They never seem to achieve it, but VAR is definitely levelling up for Newcastle because <laughs> we were we were robbed at the start of the season. But um, it's listen, it's um, we're not going to criticise it. It's doing okay at the minute. Uh, commiserations to Club Alang, um, who's a regular on a Sunday morning show. He says, uh, "I dumped my girlfriend several years ago. She wouldn't stop counting. I sometimes wonder what she's up to now." God. <laughs> Thanks, Clubber. <laughs> Good job we're ahead here. Mate, this phone's made gloves soon, so I might have to swap phones again. When it goes off, I'll swap over. No worries, mate. No worries. Um, yeah, Mitch, just, just the thoughts on, on a midfielder. Um, different think... type of midfielder, maybe. I mean, a lot of people as well, I've seen this a comment countless times over the last five or six weeks. Um, we need like a David Batty, you know, a spoiler, someone who's going to get stuck in in the midfield. I don't think we do. I think that's construing with the very set concepts the six and an eight and and I don't think how views it in that way I think that midfield three is a unit in the work and in a change and they do different things Willock's taking a bit of stick but actually if you look at the amount of graft he gets through he's becoming a better player he's becoming an all round more round player he just isn't scoring the goals he was scoring but he's doing a hell of a lot more for the team and he, he I think he started every game and 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 if you look at that midfield yesterday, Willock, Bruno and Longstaff, there's not really a, anybody you would say is this, they want to sit deep. There's not really one that you would say would go forward, etc., etc. Um, so for me, I, I think that it's, a, it's limiting ourselves by saying we need a defend, defensive midfielder or we need this or we need that. And, and the way we play, I would suggest that... Uh, um, how views it very much as a midfield unit and everybody contributes and everybody works their way through it. It's quite clear though when Bruno isn't on the pitch we're missing something. And so when he wasn't there there was an X factor missing. And so maybe what we need is somebody who can drop in and complement that unit that gives you a double dose of the X factor. So if Bruno is out or the other one is out then we've still got somebody who can do that that mystical bit, that magic that he provides. Um, but I think we're very much constraining ourselves, sticking to um, conceptual ideas about what type of midfielder we need. Um, I think we need somebody who complements the group as a unit. And that's a different thing. Yeah, it is. Uh, morning, Gerard. Uh, good to see you back on, mate. Uh, this is morning, Steve Stewart. Miss fifth in the league. Uh, and a plus goal difference. Who would have thought that over a year ago? How are the lads? Uh, yeah, listen, Gerard, it's amazing, mate. Uh, club is literally taken off. Stew's all way away already. Uh, that was quite funny, that, because you look like um, uh, an astronaut getting ready to fly off the space. Oh, you, you went sideways and you froze. It was, uh, it was yeah. funny. <laughs> anyway... Um, great stuff. As you, as you know, on the other shows, we do like to have um, little sections to break the show up uh, from the chat. Um, we've come up with a new one. Anybody know, um, without Googling it, lads, which football team Mike Tyson supports? Mitch, Stu? Is it a serious question or is it one of these? No, it's a serious question. Ooh. Was he not taking a West Ham by somebody at some stage? Okay, West Ham's your your go up. I'll, I'll Arsenal. Arsenal. Okay, here's the new section for a Sunday morning. Cough. Class act, buddy. Mm -hmm. 
Mike Tyson in soccer tops. Yep, soccer. We're going to get taken over by Americans who I thought would come up with something bizarre for a Sunday morning. Uh, and this week, uh, Mike is supporting... Dun, 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 dun. Wolves. Yes, Mike Tyson in a Wolves Ooh. top. So he's clearly a Wolves fan. Or is he? Find out uh, next week on the new section. Talk. Class act, buddy. And if you've got photographs of Mike Tyson in a football top, or sorry, a soccer top, send it over. Uh, I have got about 25 to get through. So, um, yeah, it's, I'm not quite sure who he supports yet. Anybody know? Uh, we'll, do that each, <laughs> we'll do that each week, yeah, whoever he wants to, exactly. Um, okay, uh, Davey Brewers says, I'd like to mention Joe Willock. People seem to think he is some sort of weak link in our midfield. He just needs a goal. You can see he's desperate for one. Um I've got to be honest, um, Joe Willock does do a hell of a lot of work. And Jonathan Davis has also said he's been excellent lately. So the need to get another one in is less urgent. If we get Madison and he needs to become part of the midfield unit, there are no individuals anymore. And that's a great point as well. So look, with Joe Willock, um, he does do a lot of the unseen dirty work. And Eddie Howe pinpointed him, Mitch, to, um, in his press conference on Friday by saying that they've been working quite a lot with him there. To, to, you know, to, to, to be able to get the end product. You know, he's happy with his game. That's why he's getting selected. Um, but ultimately, uh, he just needs to he needs to improve his goal-scoring ratio. And he was frustrated yesterday. He had a chance which, you know, just didn't come off. But um, as Blue Rhythm Boy says, well, it's overall game's improved and how clearly trust him. And, and again, against Fulham, his header was going in until Wilson made sure it went in. But that's what every number nine should be doing. You know, no standing around waiting for it and maybe he's, maybe he's not going off the post, sticking in the back of the net and let's talk about it afterwards. But he went out of his way to name Czech Willick on, on his social media after the game last week. And I think that was part of giving Willick the boost to say, hey, thanks, kid. You know, um, he, like I just said, he, he gets through a hell of a amount of graft and anybody who's criticising him genuinely isn't watching the game. Um, they're not seeing what he's doing off the ball. Um, and this goes back to the end of last season. That 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 header that Bruno scored against Leicester was because of Willett's graft and running Don't the length of the bloody pitch. You know, and, and so these are things that it's very interesting to hear how speak as we see certain things develop in players. Like Miggy's another one. Two weeks ago, he was talking about how he'd been working on his give and go. And that he, he often gave and then didn't go. And he was working on Miggy's, you know, one-two touch. And now, look, he's getting goals from that and getting shots off with that. Now, I hear, I hear and yeah, we've been working on his all-round game. And he would love him to get a goal just to put the ice in on the cake. Um, this is what Howe's doing with him. He's, he's bringing them all, all on in different ways. And I think, yeah, he, he's only missing a goal to say, yeah, he, he's, he's put such a level of graft in. He deserves that. But certainly now, to hear people properly talking about him, I think that'll be a boost for his confidence too because um, I think he is a confidence player. I think that's why when he got on that run where he scored goals and scored goals and scored goals was because it, he was high on, in, on confidence. And so I think um, he's just got to keep plugging away and going it will come together. There's no doubt about that. He, 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 he's not a rubbish footballer. Um, in fact, I think he's a far better footballer than the one that we initially had on loan from Arsenal. 
and he can only develop. Yeah. What's your take on Willick? Lots of praise coming in in the chat for him, Stu. Yeah, he's, he's worthy of the praise, but so is every other player that's playing for the team. And that's why he's in the team, because he's, he's playing well. He, he does cover. He's a great ball carrier. Uh, mm. And that's something I've had for a while. He, he's confident and capable of running 30 yards, 40 yards with the ball at his feet. And when you, if you're a defender and you've got someone running with the ball, you don't know which way to turn. And you've got Miggy one way. At the minute, it's Jake Murphy or the other. And it, it creates doubt in the defender's mind. So he might not get the goals, but his role is different uh, to what it was. He was an impact sub. He, his energy is great. I, I think at the, for most of the games we've had in, in the last six months, he's the one that still had the legs in, 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 in the last 10 minutes or so. But uh, there's, there's a thing I keep saying is about sentiment. It's, you know, it's, it's, maybe it's a Newcastle thing, but I'm sure that other clubs do, the fans do the same as well. You know, the, there has to be a scapegoat. I don't know, understand why, but there has to be a scapegoat somehow. And if Joe Willicks are a scapegoat, they were in a very, very good place. Uh, but using the word sentiment that Mitch and myself have mentioned for many, many times, if it was a strange choice between Madison or Willick in that role, who would you choose? You know, and I, and I think if we all had to just be honest with it, I, I would imagine the majority would pick Madison. But that's not a slight on Willick. And he, his game's improving. That's what I talked about just earlier. But it's saying if, if he's in the squad, he's learning from better players. If that's the sort of talent you've got coming off the bench, you know, that's how good your bench You know, I think in the Premier League now, you're as good as what your bench is. And that, that's what we're looking to, to improve by. If we're bringing star players in, these type of players will be on the bench. Uh, and it, and it, makes, it makes for a better club. But he, does he deserve to be dropped? No. Does he deserve his position? Yes. But if we go back to, as there has been many comparisons to the Keegan age and the sentiment, Lee Clark was man the match three games out of four, and he got dropped on the same David Batty. Now, can anyone tell me that David Batty wasn't a good player? I think signing cost us the league, I really do, because if, if it kept it with Clark, he passed the ball forward. Uh, I, th I think we would have won the league that year, but Batty was a great servant for us, he, he, and he played his role perfectly, uh, to, to perfection. But that doesn't mean Clark, he wasn't a great player. He was. You know, and then he, he had to adapt and become a substitute and be used elsewhere. So it, it's to me, it's got a similar feel to that. That's uh, with Willock becoming Lee Clark and a Madison type player becoming the the replacement, like the, the body style. Not the same positions, obviously, but that's what I'm saying. We need to be advancing. We can't be too sentimental and, and be nice to all the. We like everyone. It's great that everyone's busting a good for us. But for years, we've busted a gut for them. So they're, it's, it's, they're buying into the, the ethics that uh, Eddie I wants. And every one of them is improving as a player uh, and as a person as well, not just as a player, as a person. Willick, for me, he's, he's, he does his job. He will score goals. But at, at the moment, if he if he has to sit where Bruno's going forward, let it continue. And if he gets replaced by a better player, we all, we all benefit as, as fans. Uh, but again, it's not a slight on Joe Willett because I think he, he, he does a lot of unseen work as well. Yeah, uh, big shout out to the woman behind Mitch putting her washing out. I'm just glad she wasn't putting her bloomers out. Um, <laughs> she's <laughs> making an appearance. Um, a lot of people in the chat uh, talking about uh, Steve, uh, Stephen's one of them. Uh, Miggy is a different player when Bruno's playing uh, on Willett. He is class. Uh, he works hard, covered the ground so well. He's coming, hopefully, the winner versus United. How good would that be? Um, and... 
what was the other point that was made earlier? Yeah, Shredder says, um, in my opinion, Bruno's played a big part on Miggy's transformation too. So yeah, Miggy Almiron, I mean, again, you know, I, I, I mentioned this to Malcolm. You'll be able to see Malcolm's views on the match coming up a little bit later uh, in his talking from the Dog and Parrot. But, um, you know, Miggy's had a bit of criticism. He runs around, he does nothing, he smiles a lot. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, we're getting an end game now from, from Miggy Almiron. Another goal yesterday, Mitch. Um, and you know some some great work. He, he you know he's he's part of the reason that the high press is working so well because he's 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 forcing teams back. Well, look, there's no doubt in my mind that Miggy's a better player when he's got Bruno on the side. It's quite clear that they have a connection, uh, and it, it, it's obviously that South American mentality that they want to play the little short, given goes, and they want to you know. Um, but I think he takes up better positions when Bruno's in the side as well. Or is it that Bruno's got the, the nouse to find him with the, the outlet ball? Um, or it, it, they just seem to have this synergy. And as I was saying before there, you know, how was talking about how he'd worked on his give and go, how we talked about we worked on a few other things. And now, yesterday, I mean, that shot he had, could that could easily have been the opening goal. Good save from the keeper, actually. Um and it's not that long ago. I wouldn't wouldn't have foresaw him doing that. I wouldn't. He wouldn't have taken the shot on. He would have would have ran into a blind alley and then fell over and lost the ball. Or, you know, there's. Oh, we've lost him. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Gone. Stu, take up the gun while Mitch gets his um get you know gets his connection back. Oh, he's back there, Mitch. Go on, continue, Mitch. We lost you. Sorry, I was. Yeah, there was a phone call came in on the phone. I know. Um. I we just don't have to. Uh, we're, we're saying a very different player, uh, and the player when you was in there, if that makes sense. Yeah. All right, Stu. Your your views. Yeah, Bruno does bring the best out of them, and they obviously have a connection where they or a link up or an understanding. But Bruno brings the best out of a lot of players. I think Sean Longstaff plays much better when he's got Bruno next to him. It's just like reassurance, isn't it? And I, I talked about it last week, the weight of pass that Bruno gives, it's always in the favour of the receiving player. You know, and, and he can take the ball comfortably and he's, he's got the vision. There was a bit of skill he did yesterday, didn't he, when the player come charging in, he just flicked it round him and then spun round and then took it away. You know, these are the sort of things that Bruno does and that inspires players around him. You know, if you play with someone extra, you raise your game anyway, but you're also good. And, and because he's so modest, Bruno, you know, he, he is a team player. With, with people like Sean Longstaff, he's come on leaps and bounds uh, this this season alone. He's getting back, to, or he's actually not getting back to the player he initially was. He's actually starting to fulfil the promise we thought he could do. Uh, and again, if you look at Longstaff and then Willick, no slight on them at all. But if we're going to be challenging for Champions League places in, in the coming seasons, would they be starters? No, but they'd be fantastic to bring off the bench and you feel comfortable doing so. You know, and, and that's that's what we're looking to do. Yeah, okay. Uh, lots of comments coming in. I'm going to try and get to, to most of them. Only got 20 minutes left. Don't forget as well, um, I'll you know often do like a live Q&A. I'm going to come back on half past six tonight and do one of those uh, chats uh, uh, and take in your questions. If anybody wants to come on, set the reminder up there now, half past six tonight. Uh, okay, I'm going to try and combine a couple of these. Uh, ASM, uh, says Shredder, uh, decision-making has definitely improved. The ball he played for GA7 to set up the fifth goal is the second time he has done that this season. Definitely agree on that. 
Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. Now, where was it? There we go. What do you guys think of uh, Burn at left back? For me, he was shaky yesterday. Being linked with Luke Shaw this morning and some of the Sunday papers of how doesn't trust Target will have to improve that area. Um, now, I'm going to combine that with the, um, the talk about um, other players as well um, getting back into the team. Blue Rhythm Boy says, uh, do you think ESM struggles to get back in ahead of Mickey and Murphy now? And uh, Tom says, just a thought, do you think Eddie's playing Burnett left back to save target? Because he can play right back as cover for, for Trippier. Interesting thoughts. Um, combine them all, Mitch, if, if you can. I mean, Dan mm. Byrne, um, again, you know, at, at left back, it was an unchanged team. I've got to be honest, I personally thought Eddie would have made a couple of changes. Roger, one of our moderators who's in the chat who I, I go for a, a drink with before the game, um, he was convinced it would be unchanged because of the result at Fulham. He was right. Um, but yeah, it was interesting yesterday. The big, the big interesting thing that happened was that Trippier went off and Target came on, which probably prompts the question that Tom's asking there. But yeah, I mean, just the left-back situation, first of all, Mitch. And then secondly, players getting back into the team. Um, it was good to see a bit of strength and depth yesterday. Bruno going off ASM coming on. And it's competition for places. It's healthy. Absolutely, and it makes a statement that nobody's guaranteed a place in the side. And that to get into that side, you've got to put the graft in, day in, day out on the training ground. And if you do that, you get your reward. I think you, how we'll change the team in the horses for courses way. Um, and Fulham and Brentford set up in a similar fashion. They have a big, strong centre forward that they play everything through and off. And therefore, having burn it left full back. Adds a little bit of height and weight in the back line to cope with that situation. You don't have a weak spot where the, the striker can pee off and play off of the smaller fullback and, and make a down the channels. Um, I think that's what the thinking behind that is. I think Target will be back on the side next week at Man U because I think they set them differently, play different. Um, squad rotation is now part of the game and people aren't guaranteed that's that place. Come to ESM. That ball that he's playing, again, what was Howe talking about? Maybe towards the end of last season about the SM. He wanted to play with his head up, not his head down. And that's the same, that kind of the same of a player who was aware about what's going on around him. He's playing up, not with his head down. And I think, again, that comes from the effort put in on the training ground. Yes, we've all, everybody's had their criticisms of ESM at one stage or another. Um, but my understanding is the one person who he seems to really listen to is Trippier. And Trippier's the key to getting some of them back online and back on side and waking up with what potential that they have. Um, and that was an ESM playing with his head up. Exactly what Hal was talking about towards the end of last season that he needed to see more of. And surprise, surprise, we're talking again about end product from the wide players. We weren't getting it. Now we're getting it in spades. And so there's, there's positive changes happening. And I think all of this um, exchange and interaction means we don't have to rush ESM back from injury. If there's been a doubt over his hamstring or his calf, we don't have to take that 80-20 chance that he may do it again. Um, we can ease him back in. We, he's, he's been able to ease Bruno back in. And we've seen today about Bruno... Give us giving him a shout when he'd run out of steam when he 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 sort of done his all and that's exactly what he did and that allowed him to take him off at the right time and it means we're protecting him from further injury. Um, that's smart 
again, something we've not done right for years at Newcastle United. Our management of soft tissue injuries in particular has been nothing short of horrendous. You know, you can guarantee we we get somebody out with a hamstring. It's never a two-week thing. It's always a six to 12, you know, and, and we manage them badly. And how many times have we brought players back far too quickly and then they've done themselves again and we lose them again? This again, where it comes back to Stu's point earlier about you're only as strong as your bench. When you've got a stronger bench like that and you've got faith in the people coming off the bench, you don't have to take risks. You can play horses for courses. You can chop and change. Everybody knows the system. And I think this is why he's rigid in his system and you don't see different systems. Because once somebody slots into that system, you know what their role is. And that means you can pick any one of those players off the bench and drop them into the team and they know what they've got to do. It's pretty easy. It makes it simple. Um, and sometimes that's when football is at its best is when it is simple. Mm, very true. Very, very true. Yeah, it's, it's going to be difficult. I mean, Isaac's another one. I mean, he's going to be fit, you would imagine, either next week or the week after, Stu. It was only a muscle injury that he had and um, we're expecting to see him back in contention. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great problems to have. John Joe Shelby, he's returning. I mean, we could be in this situation just before the World Cup starts. We've got a full squad. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing, but we, I know we're all against the Americanization of sport, but one of the banners that their fans use at stateside is uh, in someone we trust, and, and we have to say in any we trust, he's, he's done a copy-paste of the Man City system, so everyone knows the, the role, everyone knows what's, what's to be done, uh, and we went to a tour when we played Manchester City. So it was. It, it's great that we can bring players like DSM and uh, Jordan off the bench, but we would. Yes, there would be most people starting eleven, and they probably will return to the starting eleven. But anyhow, does exactly what Mitch was saying there. He's, you, you graft. He's mentioned these press conferences. You graft. You get your place in the team. Once you're in the team, your job's to stay in it uh, because there's people chomping at the bit to get in, and as as supporters, it's great for us because. We can sit back and relax knowing that whoever goes on that pitch for us will give the role and they're capable of doing so. They know the role, they'll do it to the best of their ability, and that's all we've ever asked for. Uh, and it really is. Now we can be like Oliver and ask for more, you know. And yes, we now want trophies, we now want better players, but the owners want better players as well. And uh, touching on the SM yesterday, uh, he did something and it, it made me smile. And, and I pointed out to uh, the, the gentleman I was watching the football with was. He, he, he skinned someone and then went past another. And so often in the past, that would just be a mazy run that would go across the middle of the park and pet her out. And it was as if something like, alerted him and he said, because he wants to have the end product where it's fantastic, it's amazing, and he gets all the plaudits. But he, he simply like, just freeze and then like, okay, I'll pass now. You know, it must have been something that's been mentioned, been training, like you've done this, find a pair of space. And he knocked a very simple ball 15 yards across the long stuff. Uh, and that allowed us to keep the momentum going and keep going forward. So that that's the, the education that's happening of all the players. You know, where even the most flamboyant ones are, are buying into what needs the greater good. You know, they're all contributing to the greater good now. And it's great that he can still skin people, but he's not going to try and beat four when if he can beat two and pass the ball and we, and we retain it. He's now understanding that that's better for the team and it's also better for him. Because then players in the team will have more trust and give him the ball when he needs it in the spaces that he wants it. And again, for us watching it, us supporting it, it's gonna it's gonna only improve 
our our league position. We've got players now who, are, you know, the, 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 we can still get more out of every player. But as a unit, it, it's amazing to watch. It, it's you know, it's humbling watching how they've how they've grown uh, in the last year and the confidence and the trust they've got each other. So you mentioned Ed Botman's class. I, I genuinely haven't seen a better centre half in the league this year. He's, he's he's so comfortable with the ball. He wins the headers, uh, and again. He's got Shaw next to him. They seem to be getting on extremely well, and they're both ball players. So that's why we don't need that defensive midfielder now. When I was banging on about Calvin Phillips, they've got either centre half can come out and, and play play the pass, but the the, the the field in front of them, they know they can see it. And you'll always have someone like Bruno finding space, and he, he's like got a three hundred and sixty degree head, hasn't he? He knows instantly where where to pass the ball to. So the one of the questions that we're asking took over there was Dan Burn left back and. Is he keeping target for right back? Well, that doesn't really follow because you could play a target left back and then put right back if Trippier went off and put Dan Bird on at left back. He's Eddie Howe is, is unfortunately for target he was injured and Dan Bird hasn't put a foot wrong, so it's his place to lose. And it is a squad game. We we don't have like five or six good players now, and then we're, we're worried about who fills the gaps. And we've got a, a squad of at least eighteen top players. And if, if we can keep adding that up, keep adding to it, as I said, I honestly believe we'll qualify for Europe this year. Mm -hmm. Lots of people starting to come around your way of thinking, Stu. Uh, there's no uh, doubt about that. Shredder says, I read before the game, Botman hasn't lost a single aerial duel. I wonder if that's still true. After yesterday, he bullied Tony with ease. Blue Rhythm Boys, it's close call between Trippi and Bruno for world's best player. And uh, Johnny V, uh, good morning. He says, I'm late again, but how are you, the lads? Uh, from a caravan in Cornwall. The caravan's nice and warm, mate. Hope you've got your heating on. Um, Club Alain, uh, with some breaking news, he says uh, the World Tongue Twister champion's been arrested this morning. Yeah, they're going to give him a really hard sentence. Cheers, Club yeah. for uh, keeping us up to date with uh, daily affairs. <laughs> These kind of uh, jokes, by the way, batter Mitch's head after he's had a session on a Saturday night, I'm telling you now. Um, <laughs> morning, um, morning, lads. On a different note, do you fancy our chances against United? Uh, next Sunday, says so Stephen. I think um, I'm always a, a filled with trepidation with a trip to Old Trafford. We always seem to score early, and then you know we end up caving in. But Stu has put three one on, and the odds, uh, as you mentioned earlier, um, are, are a lot more favourable than normal. Um, yeah, I mean we'll we'll leave it until we'll leave it until Wednesday for you, Stu, for your prediction, and uh, we'll come to the amigos on Friday for hours. But uh, I think there's a lot more confidence going into that. Roger uh, says, "Do you think that Longstaff has definitely improved without Shelby?" It's interesting this because Malcolm McDonald, Mitch, for 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 many a many a season uh, that these two have played together, has said that. Shelby doesn't do Longstaff any favours. And he felt as an ex-professional, um, this is Malcolm's opinion, uh, not mine, but he felt that it was um, it was almost deliberate at times um, that Shelby didn't want to play alongside Longstaff and he was selling them, he was selling them a few dud balls. I, I, I've always disagreed with that, I've got to be honest. But um, sometimes players just don't play well together. You know what I mean? They, they, yeah. don't, they don't gel. And I think that was the case with those two. Longstaff seems to have come on in leaps and bounds since since Steve Bruce left for me. Because he was trying to fall in by Steve Bruce. If you talk about anybody who who's interactive with anybody in the club behind the scenes, when the time that Bruce was there, the Longstaff brothers got the short end of the stick from Steve Bruce in a very childish and, uh, frankly, in my opinion, ridiculous fashion. Um, coming back to Sean's development, 
what's helped Sean, and it comes back to the simplicity of this system, is he knows what his role is. His role is defined, and he knows what he is and what he needs to be. Sean was starting to fall between two stools. Was he a central midfielder or was he more of a number 10? Because under Rafa, his best game seemed to come when he was pushed further up the pitch. And then Bruce came in and seemingly didn't want to use him, didn't care. And so he's, he's taken him nearly two years to almost redefine himself and work out what he's supposed to be. Um, and reaping the reward of that, that he's having a little run in the side. I think this is the first time uh, through this many games he's got more starts than he has sub appearances, and I think that's significant. It shows how trusts him, and he feels trusted, and he feels value. Um, and and he's he's not really putting much of a foot wrong. And again, like Stu was saying, do we need this traditional old midfielder to come out and then play the long balls? Well, no, because between the two centre-backs and Longstaff, that's all on the pitch in this system that we use. And it comes back that I think he wants those three midfielders to work as a unit, and he talks about the unit, he doesn't talk about individual roles in that unit. And I think that's something else that Sean Longstaff's benefiting from. Yeah, Sean Longstaff certainly, um, you know, always had the potential, Stu. I think we all, we're all delighted to see a, a Geordie lad coming through, as we are with Elliot Anderson, of course. We all felt that, you know, both Sean and Matty would have done well. But, um, yeah, yeah, that, I, I keep, you know, I keep saying it and have to keep reminding people that he, he had a horrendous injury. And then, of course, playing in a team managed by Steve Bruce is never going to forward any young player's career, in my opinion. Um, but he's he's you know he's he's relishing the opportunity. He's taking it by both hands. He's grafts there. I've got to be honest though, it's still that frustrating thing with Longstaff. He gave the ball the first two touches he had. He gave the ball away in that opening twenty minutes. Newcastle weren't brilliant against Brentford yesterday, but after that, you know, he, he bossed it. He did really well, and and you know he played well alongside Bruno. Yeah, I've, I've said. Well, I, I believe sports and seals are very similar because they're they're emotive. And it ends. people wouldn't, you know, this is this is why I believe if you're successful in sales, you, because you people will buy of people. And the same with the with, with sports. It's it's rewarding recognition. That's that's what makes it worse. It makes it better for them, sorry. And Sean Longstaff is getting his reward and his recognition for his hard work, but it's a confidence thing. You know, and and it's like the, the best example I can give anyone if you talk about confidence was uh, Alan Shearer, the way he was treated by Rude Hullet. Uh, and then Bobby Robson's come out and said, I'm going to build this team around you. You are the best striker in the world. Uh, and he scores five on his on Bobby's first game. You know, and was Shearer a bad player? No, but Hullet's made him start doubting himself and you should never doubt your own ability. And if you had someone like Steve Bruce telling long stuff, oh, you're not good enough for this team, you're not going to, he's, he's going to start buying into it. I want a new contract. You know, you're not getting one. You know, you're the, you're the poorest paid player in the squad. And he was apparently vocal about that as well, which isn't a nice thing to do to anybody. And so now Sean's he's had a fight and he, he's, he's winning the fight. He's got himself back into the squad and he's... I, I, I was on record at the start of the season saying he should go, you know, for his own sake, for his own career and, and get game time. But he, he's forced his way into this team through uh, injuries, etc. And 
if he starts next week at Manchester United, I don't think anyone's going to be too concerned. Whereas if that was this time last year, there would have been groans about it, you know, because he's, he's a different animal now. Uh, he's, he's comfortable. And as I said, the Bruno factor is, is, good, is important for him. He's, he's playing next to someone who he can rely on. He's not someone who's going to ping a ball at him 20, uh, 20 miles an hour faster than he should or three yards in front of him or slightly behind him. So the passer looks good and, and the receiver doesn't. Uh, and I think that's what Malcolm was talking about regarding the Shelby thing. You know, he, he can do it in a way where, look, I, I passed him. He, he's the one that made the mistake. Bruno passes to him at the right ways, at the right pace, at, at the right direction. Uh, and it's, it's always better for the receiving player just to take the ball. And, and Sean's been good with the ball. You get it? Yeah, he, he misses it a few times. He misses passes, but they all do. You know, but he's, he's getting better with it and his confidence will, will rise with that. And I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go and change next week uh, to, to give these players a boost, to say, look, you're performing, I'm not going to change it. And that's where it goes back to the house and on the training ground, the ones that were on the, on the surplus, on the bench, are going to have to perform even better to, to force their way back in. Now the shirt really is up for grabs. It's not, I think, I, I would say only Bruno could walk straight into the team once he's fully fit. Uh, everyone, every other position's up for grabs, and that includes Isaac. And, and I'm quite sure the, although, although he's on record signing, that doesn't give him, in the past it would have, but that doesn't give him carte blanche to say, right, I'm fit now, I'm playing. He has to prove that he can get it in that team. And if Wilson knocks his uh, a brace next week, or dare I suggest a hat rick, he's not going to, he's actually fit the week after, he's not going to drop Wilson. You know, so that, that's, that's where we are at. Uh, and the, the advances that this club's made in 367, 68 years now, 367 years now, it, it's astronomical. It, it really is. And this is why I was uh, earlier in the week, I was liking it to the changes in Saudi Arabia. What they've done in the decade, the Western world would take over a century to do. Uh, so just keep smiling and let everyone get salty with it. It's great. Just it is. It is 100%. Stuart, are you free on Friday? Mr. Hasty is having a sabbatical on Friday night for the three amigos. So would you like to join us half past four, half past six? Are you available I can't, with I can't uh, Mitch? <laughs> Me and him have been drinking all day, by the way. So good luck to you <laughs> on Friday. <laughs> well, as long as you can join us with Mitch, that will be good. Yeah, I'll do that. No problem. Aye, magic. Great. And we'll get um, and we'll get Keith Patterson on as well and Joe. So uh, look forward to that. Don't forget, I'm back up at six tonight. I'm going to do a live Q&A. Anything goes, whatever you want to ask us, whatever you want to talk about, uh, it's your platform as well. And then I'm back with the Monday Club with Joe Walker uh, tomorrow. Uh, your chance to come on screen and have your say about Newcastle. Uh, great stuff. Thanks to Stu. Thanks to Mitch. Thanks to everybody in the chat and the moderators. Uh, I'll play out with the ads. Take care, lads. Have a good day. Cheers, everyone. A big thanks to our sponsors, Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 2545 2530, email inquiries at skipsandbins.com, website skips easy contract free and pay as you go waste collection. Thanks to Darren Baldwin Funerals, based on Old Durham Road in Gateshead. Their phone number is 0191478273. You can email Darren at darrenbaldwinfunerals.co.uk or go to the website darrenbaldwinfunerals.co.uk. Thanks to Garden of Healing Dispensary, CBD hemp and cannabinoid specialists based on Nun Street. The GOHD.com is their website. 
And thanks again to Three Property Investments, who specialise in sourcing investment properties for their clients who are looking to invest in the Northeast. They offer a full in-house service from sourcing the deals to managing the properties for you. They've done over 100 plus deals in the past 12 months for clients all over the UK. Give them a follow on Instagram, matty.patter underscore northeast property and phil.read underscore northeast property or email phil at threeproperty.co.uk if you're interested in getting a good property deal. Thanks to the lads at Mr. Vicky's uh, Handmade in Cumbria. These are hot sources and you can find them at mrvickys.co.uk or place an order uh, by ringing 01768 210102. Thanks also to the lads at Blowhole Brewery, a fine uh, amount of ales available from their website, www.blowholebrewery.co.uk. Thanks to Media Arts for all the help with the video technology. Thanks to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls End, Newcastle, and the guys who run our website, nufcmatters.com. If you want to subscribe, hit the badge in the corner and you can subscribe for free. Still do seven shows a week. Hit the thumb up to like the video and click share to share to your social media. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify and the rest. And if you want to become a member, click join underneath this video or you can put your smartphone over the QR code. It will take you to the membership section of the website. Uh, if you choose to go that way, uh, then you will get a pen, a cup, a scarf and a membership card and entry into the monthly draw for a one-off payment of £25. We also give you something for free. If you want a car window sticker, email john at nufcmatters.com and he will send you one if you are a subscriber. We also help the food bank on here. Uh, NUFC fans, foodbank.co.uk is the match day bucket. If you go there, you can make a virtual donation at any time of the year. And don't forget, Peter Beardsley Soccer School, October half-term, Monday the 24th to Friday the 28th of October. You can book now, peterbeardsleysoccerschool.com. Peter's also running Monday night training on the 26th of October. Again, the same website. And if you want to meet Peter Beardsley, well, you've got three chances. Newcastle Legends game, Friday, October the 14th. The Peter Beardsley talk-in is taking place after the game. Tickets for this are available from nufcmatters.com. Adult admission is a fiver. Junior admission is £2. The talking is adults only, and that is a tenner. And uh, the events are all taking place at the Fox Hunters Pavilion in North Shields. We've got Peter Beardsley available, uh, tickets available for the St Dom's Catholic Club show. Uh, you need to go straight to their website um, and uh, you just buy your tickets there. And for this one at the Irish Centre, uh, tickets are available now on NUFC Matters. Dot com. Don't forget Supermax at the Dog and Parrot, every pre-match and every post-match, every home game. And John Gibson and John Anderson are at Pumphrey's pre-match only. If you did like our true crime stuff, it has all migrated to the true crime channel. So get yourself across there on YouTube and subscribe today.